Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We could say kick football, win game, but we might not want to say that in Chicago these days could get us punched in the mouth because that hasn't happened often enough for the Bears of late. Uh, here to give us some bear insight is a buddy of the show, J.J. Stankovitz from NBC Sports in Chicago, their Bears reporter. Uh, is kick a four-letter word in Chicago these days, uh, J.J.? Uh, well, p- fans will use another four-letter word. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> the game-winning 41-yard field goal. You know, it's, it's funny. I went on our pregame show on NBC Sports Chicago before the game, and I actually I, I predicted that Eddie Pinero would hit a game-winning field goal. My line of thinking being, actually, Pinero had been pretty good this year. Um, he hit a game-winner in Denver uh, with time expiring. That was 52 yards. And I thought, you know, hey, here's a guy who's proven himself to be pretty reliable this year. The Bears don't have a lot of reliable players right now. Uh, let's give it a shot. And, of course, he lines up for the kick and he misses it. So, look, I mean, the, the Bears needed to win this game. Um and unfortunately for them, they deserve to lose this game long before Eddie Pinero missed that kick. You, like Eddie Pinero, went from hero to goat with the prediction that you made. Yeah, exactly. Uh, been there, done that. Um, I didn't see the kick. Fill in the details for me. Snap fine, placement fine. Yep. It was certainly a makeable difference. Did he just pull it or push it? How did he end up missing that makeable field goal? He, he pulled it a little bit left. Um, you know, he said there was a bit of a breeze. Uh, and it was interesting. We saw him out at midfield uh, during a TV timeout while the Chargers were on offense, just kind of throwing some grass up in the air, trying to get the the wind direction. And he said it was blowing right to left. He missed the kick a little bit left. Um, you know, I don't know how much the wind really had to an effect to it. I think he just kind of hooked it, and it wasn't a very good kick. But you know, like like I said on the last question, the Bears deserved to lose this game before Pinheiro missed that kick. They had five trips to the red zone. They only scored one touchdown. Of those, they had four situations. They had goal to go. Uh, they ran 13 plays. They only scored one touchdown on those plays. So they, they had all these opportunities. They left so many points on the board um, that really, you know, it, this game never should have came down to a field goal. The Chargers did not play particularly well. Um, the Bears did play well outside of when they got down to the goal line when they couldn't punch it in, and, and that's unfortunately what bad teams do is they, they get opportunities, they don't take advantage of them, and, and that's how you lose games and fall to three and four. Before I get to the red zone inefficiencies, because I was going to get there, uh, last thing on the field goal. Mm-hmm. I, I knew as soon as the field goal kicker missed it that there would be questions of how the Bears handled getting yeah. to that final field goal. They yeah. got it down into position, had a chance to run at least one more play, instead let the clock run down and use their final timeout so that the kick would be the final play of the game, that's great if your field goal, maker, field goal kicker makes a kick. If he doesn't, you know the questions are going to come afterwards. Did you think about trying to get a little bit close, center the ball? A lot of questions that Matt Nagy had to answer after the game. He did not enjoy those questions and did not respond to tactfully that he had no thought whatsoever about running another play. 
I think it's at least a fair question and is debatable. Mm -hmm. He seemed to take a uh, pretty good comeuppance about it. How did that play in the locker room? Um, You know, in the locker room, players defended their coach saying, you know, whatever he says goes, we trust him, all that. But there there is a fair question posed to Matt Nagy in that press conference about this would indicate that you don't trust your players and that you don't trust your offensive line to block for your running back. You don't trust your running back not to fumble. You don't trust your quarterback not to take a sack or throw an interception. Um, and, I mean, look, to somewhat of Matt Nagy's defense, those questions are all fair because his Bears offense has not been good this year. But on Sunday, David Montgomery had a really good game. The run blocking was good. And, you know, Nagy said, well, you know, they, they know we're going to run the ball, so, you know, they're, they're probably going to stop it. Well, that, to me, that's not a good enough excuse when your offensive line had been handling – that Chargers front pretty well, even if they knew you were going to run it, you still should be able to get a couple yards, get inside 40 yards. Who knows, maybe David Montgomery springs it because the Chargers overcommit. Um, It just seems like Nagy was playing with all these negatives in his head and not talking about the positives that could happen if he ran another play. And I I just think taking the ball out of his offensive hands certainly was always going to lead to questions, even if Eddie Pinheiro made that kick. Even if he made that kick, we were going to ask him, why'd you do that in a, in a critical way? Because that, when you decide to take a knee and end a game on a field goal, no matter if it's good or not, that's going to invite questions about why you did that. Why didn't you trust your offense to get a couple more yards? That is always going to invite those questions. We're talking to our buddy J.J. Stankovitz from NBC Sports, Chicago, their Bears reporter. All right, so they gained more than 150 more yards than the Chargers, more than double up and double them up in first downs, twenty six to eleven, and come up a point short. You pointed out their red zone inefficiencies. What was the main culprit? Was it on the QB? Was it on the pass blocking? Was it play calling? Uh, how how did they come away with so few points with so many trips inside the ten? I, I lean toward play calling. Um, David Montgomery only had two carries on those. Uh, 13 goal-to-go snaps that the Bears had. Um, and he scored a touchdown on one of them. He got stuffed at the, the one-yard line on another. And, I mean, look, he, the, the Bears entered this game. They had scored on every single goal-to-go goal to go possession they had all year. And granted, we're not talking about a lot of possessions that they got in the end zone there, but they, they had been really good at that. And David Montgomery had been their guy in those goal-to-go situations. Give him the ball. Even if it takes three, four tries, he's going to get in the end zone. And it was surprising to me in a game where David Montgomery was so good that they took the ball out of his hands on the majority of those snaps. Um, you know, having Trubisky try to pass into the end zone, the Chargers were ready for that. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily think Mitch did anything wrong on those plays. Um, you know, it was just probably the, the Chargers making better plays on defense. I don't blame him. I, the pass blocking was fine. Um, just the, the the play design just seemed kind of willy nilly and not necessarily where it needed to be and you know I, I need to go back and rewatch the game here but on, on first glance it, it just felt like there was no rhythm to those play calls and again when you have a guy in David Montgomery who has been really good this year in goal to go situations um, it, it just felt a little off the the play calling there and and you know players said after the game we got to execute better we got to keep our energy up in those situations but I, I'm interested to hear what Matt Nagy has to say tomorrow when he goes and, and rewatches the film if he says, you know, look, the Chargers just made a, made plays and i got to call better plays, or if he says, you know, we, we could have done a couple things differently on those plays, 
to turn them into touchdowns because again, the Bears averaged 0.27 yards yards on 11 goal-to-go plays that did not result in a penalty in the first half. That is horrible. That is how you lose football games by not getting in the end zone and not even giving your your team a chance to get in the end zone on those plays. Let me ask you about an ex-Eagle on the Bears these days. Uh, Trey Burton was part of the championship-winning team with Philadelphia two years ago. He decided to take his fates and fortunes to Chicago. I think he was a real good pass-catching tight end and a guy that the Eagles would and I think did in part miss last year. Uh, They had two other good tight ends. They were ready to uh, move on, use a high draft pick on Goddard to replace Burton. I thought it was a real nice sign by Chicago. Had an okay at best season this year, and he's doing uh, last year, and he's doing even less this year. Does he just not fit their system? Is he playing hurt? Why mm. is Trey Burton a non-factor in the Bears' offense? He is not 100 percent healthy. Um, he had off-season sports hernia surgery that that stemmed from the uh, the injury that kept him out of the playoff game against the Eagles last January. Then uh, the last week of practice before the season, he re-aggravated that injury or uh, just had another separate injury, whatever it may be. He has not been 100% this year. He missed the game against the Packers. Um, he, he, has, you know, he, he admitted to the Chicago Sun-Times last week he's not 100%. He probably won't be 100% this year. And you're seeing it. You know, he made a catch today. Um, I think it was a, maybe a 20-something yarder, whatever it was, where you were all sitting there thinking, like, man, that was the best play Trey Burton's made all year, and then I kind of it pops in my head like that might be the only play Trey Burton's made all year. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think he's he's been he's a guy who's so important to this offense. Um, you know, Matt Nagy refers to him as an adjuster. He's a guy who adjusts the you know the, what the opposing defense has to do against the Bears, and, and the Bears can really dictate matchups with him. But if he's not 100, percent teams aren't really respecting him as that guy. And you're seeing a lot of teams now trying to take Tariq Cohen out of the Bears' play calling, which that very much hamstrings this offense because he is their most explosive player. So, you know, they they need to get Burton going. That's pretty obvious. But it's hard to see how that's going to happen this year because he's probably not going to be healthy for the rest of the year. And, you know, you can tell it's frustrating him. You can tell that it's it's disappointing him. But it's going to be difficult for him to get – back to the level he was last year because last year he's averaging 10 and a half yards per catch uh entering today he was averaging half that for this bears team that that is not good enough that is a a big reason why this bears offense i think has taken a step back this year with the trade deadline coming up in two days are the bears looking to add i doubt that they're even though they're in last place i don't think they're looking to take a step back and say well let's get ourselves some draft uh, draft assets what are the Bears going to do, and what position are they targeting to upgrade if they decide to go for it? Yeah, I think they'll stand pat. Um, I, I don't see a way that they, as a team, have enough draft capital to make any move of significance. Um, if they were to try to do something, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe tried to add a little bit of depth on the offensive line. Uh, but that, obviously, is hard to come by. You know, it's sort of like, relievers in in baseball every team could use a better reliever every team in the nfl could use better offensive line depth um i I think you know there's a thought out there that the bears could go after a quarterback to me that's incredibly unlikely you know to bring in a quarterback mid-season cold who doesn't know the offense or even if someone sort of knows the offense which is a reference to marcus Mariota, there that that would be really difficult for that quarterback to 
get a, a good enough grasp on this offense, a good enough grasp on the receivers he's throwing to, to come in and make any sort of an impact this year. So I think you'll see Ryan Pace stand pat, but the offseason is going to be a real tough one for him. He's, he's got a lot of tough decisions to make, and that's going to start with the quarterback position. Do you believe Trubisky makes or breaks himself in these last seven games, eight games of the season? Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he will. He's the, he's uh, he, Unfortunately for the Bears, is on his way to breaking right now. Um, but there there is still enough time for him to fix this thing, right the ship, and, and turn it around and give himself a chance to have his fifth-year option picked up and be the Bears' starting quarterback for the next couple of years because right now the way – things seem to be going, the Bears are going to have to have a really, really hard conversation in that building after the season about, A, if they should pick up Trubisky's fifth-year option for 2021, and then, B, they're going to, if they don't, they're going to need to bring in a quarterback in yep. the offseason. They're going to need to bring in someone to compete with him, not someone to just be his backup. And that will be a really hard conversation because this organization really likes Mitch Trubisky. They invested a lot into him and drafting him. They, they obviously made that trade with the 49ers. They really do believe in this kid. They believe in his skill set. But the longer it goes on where it's, he's not playing to the level that they should expect him to play, the longer he's not even making these steady incremental improvements that Ryan Pace talked about before the season, the, the, the more the questions are going to mount. And they're going to have to mount in that building. And you know well, GMs don't just move on from a quarterback they take with a top-five pick. Right. That is not done lightly. Teams oftentimes stick with a guy for too long. But the Bears still have a great defense, and, and they have got to figure out a solution, whether it's Mitch Trubisky, whether it's someone else, uh, I, I think is going to be the, the real tough question for this team going forward. But in a football town like Chicago, the passion runs high, the pressure runs high, too. We'll see how uh, Mitch Trubisky handles it over the second half of the season. JJ, good stuff. Do me a favor. If you're heading into the studio, you run into my old pal, uh, Lila Rahimi. Please tell her Jody. Please tell her Jody Max said hi. I guarantee you she laughs at you. Layla does a great job. I will tell her that Jody Max says hi the next time I see her. Please do so. JJ, thanks. Good insight. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Have a good one. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.